Welcome to Everything Is Up, a podcast about the real-life stories of people who have created extraordinary levels of success. These are conversations with people who are constantly striving to take things to the next level. And now, here's your host. Welcome to the Everything Is Up podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Hollerick. And joining us today is Michael Roundtree with Zebra Crossing. And Mike, you and I have known each other for years. We've... um, Kind of our paths have crossed. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> off and on for years. Um, give our audience a little bit about who Mike Roundtree is. Well, um, Mike Roundtree is an entrepreneur. Um, I currently am a partner with the uh, Zebra Crossing Agency. Um, my past, I, uh, I, I, I can go back you know, quite a ways that I went to UNT that has a wonderful advertising and marketing um, program and uh, pretty much majored in both, but uh, got the advertising degree and um, then went to work for a small agency in Dallas. And it was a, it, it was really a great experience for me because they were, they were, it was owned by two um, ex- advertising executives that have been big agencies and they were able to capture some of those big clients when they left. So I cut my teeth on some really big brands and I, I learned then not as much in school, but did, but, uh, learned that branding was so important and building a brand. And it's, and of course, brand branding is not just putting your logo on stuff. Right. And so, and so from there, I, I, um, Went to uh, went to work for Lockheed Martin uh, at the time. It was General Dynamics, and um, had a had a really great career there, and um, did what did what I do now for them. Oh. So I, I ran a a advertising marketing group. They didn't know what marketing was when I got there, and so they um, I basically built their their program and. We uh, we were very successful while I was doing it. Felt pretty good about myself and wanted to start my own business. So I left and retired from there and started my own company. That's that, that. Excuse me. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's amazing, actually. <laughs> and, Most people uh, go to Lockheed and they die at Lockheed, right? <laughs> oh, uh, it, literally, I know people have died at their desk. Right. There it is. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it the. You know the politics there. You know it's a government-owned uh, facility and um, contractor to to the government, and so there's a lot of pressure. And um, you know, I I think I stepped out of the frying pan and into the fire, though, because <laughs> there's there's a little bit of pressure being an entrepreneur and a business owner too. I was going to say, and then there are those other pressures, right? Of right. <laughs> your own business and the nightmares that go with that. And, but you know, there's, there are a lot of um, benefits of, you know, being your own boss and, you know, some of those things too. Oh, absolutely. So you're married. Yes. Uh, divorced. Oh, divorced. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I know you have three daughters. Is that right? Uh, y- yes. Okay. Three daughters. Any grandkids? 
I do. I have two grandkids, Aww. two granddaughters. Oh, wow. You got girls coming out all over, don't you? Oh, yeah. And God prepared me for that because I have two sisters. And so I grew up with women. <laughs> yeah. OK. Well, you know, we we aren't so bad most of the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, so fun. Um, you have, um, I mean, like you said, you know, you came out of school, you went into the field that you went to school for, which is somewhat unusual too, because so many mm-hmm. people go to school um, to do one thing. You know, I go to school for psychology and find myself in balloons, nutrition, and insurance, you know, um, so not really doing what I went to school to do. Although um, I use that a lot in those areas, but you uniquely have um, actually really put to use that education. Um, Along with that, you also give back to our community a lot. Um, Tell, tell, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about the Rising Star program that you put together here for the Fort Worth Chamber. Well, um, they it, it was really their their program. I just uh, did all their uh, their work for them, the design work. I designed the logo and and their trophies and all that stuff. And um, but um, it it was a great program, and um, I encouraged everybody I knew to, um, apply to be part of it. And, uh, you know, you never know when you'll be chosen and your business will be the one that they feature. Yeah, I know. And I've been on that receiving end. Um, a couple of my businesses made it as finalist in that, mm-hmm. you know, with that program. So, um, I'm grateful because, you know, I know how it helped us. So, you know, having you be a part of that, you and I are part of this um, mastermind uh, business networking group um, that you have, you kind of, you've been with that group a while, right? Yes. Yes. And then um, when John um, got sick, you kind of took over um, kind of running the, the reins of it. Tell our listeners what this program is and why you think it's so valuable. Well, it's um, it's called Mindbenders, and it's for business owners. And we do have some people who in there who have owned businesses, and then it got purchased, and so they're um, they're they're a member of another company, but they do have the experience of being a, a business owner. And what we're there to do is help each other. You know, if somebody has an issue that, um, that they just had never had before or, and don't know how to approach it, then they can bring it, that issue to us. And as a group and a room full of business owners, we, at least one or two of us have had the same issue. So we help hash that out. Also, it's a learning group. So we have different speakers with, uh, from certain expertise come in and talk to us periodically. And um, also our members who are experts in their field uh, actually give the presentations as well. So we're there to learn. We're there there to help each other. We have even brought uh, businesses that weren't a member of our group in because they had a certain problem that they needed to 
talk over a workout. And we, um, we help those businesses as well. So we're there for the community, for the business community. Yeah. So have you had any experience um, with something that you had going on that you brought to that table that the, you know, the room was able to help you kind of mitigate, think strategies that you hadn't thought before? Um, were you, have you had that experience in that group? Well, um, it, it worked. turns out that sometimes people bring an issue in and, and I'm thinking, well, I, I've had that same issue. So it, it, I do benefit from, from that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, most recently, um, one of, you know, there was legislation that was passed and, uh, this week we met and this, you know, omnibus bill or ominous bill uh, was, it affects business owners and there's a requirement in there that, that they're going to have to offer um, their employees uh, benefits, uh, savings benefits and, and stuff like that. And the employee has to accept it. So it, they're going to force people uh, to save and they're going to force business owners to offer um, this. So we had a discussion about that. And just wasn't sure how that was going to affect everybody in the group. And uh, it's amazing how some people didn't even know that that was in the bill, that the bill was 4,000 pages. So um, how are you going to know? Right. So unless and most business owners I know are so busy trying to run their businesses, helping employees, giving back to the community. You know, they're running 24-7. Most of them sleep about three, four, five hours a night if right. they get that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the phone rings at, oh, dark 30 and somebody's calling in sick. So, I mean, if we're expected to run the business, generate revenue and give people opportunities for um, you know, a job so that they can feed their families. And then there's all this legislation that's going on all the time. There's no way that I can see that business owners, unless they have people that are briefing them every day about, you know, hey, this happened and this happened, but you've got to be generating two, $3 million. And most small businesses I know aren't generating that kind of revenue. So there's no way to keep up with all of it. Um, That's why I asked the question, because I'm like, there are things that off the cuff, sitting there having lunch, I, somebody says something, I'm like, what? Like, how, like, how did I miss that? Right. Right. And I have found them to be very valuable sitting in that room. Um, And most business owners, um, those young business owners that are going like, I don't know where to go. um, I want them to be able to reach out to you so that, you know, if they are interested and they need to get in a room with some masterminds Mm -hmm. that they have, that they know that we exist and that they can, you know, reach out um, and be able to even even if it's just, hey, can I come check it out, right? Is right, this right. something that might benefit me? So um, before we, you know, close today, I'm 
obviously going to make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you. But I say that for that reason, um, because I want to make sure that business owners or upcoming business owners um, have a place here locally where you and I are. Um, but we have people that drive from Dallas or from Irving that come over. So absolutely doesn't have to be just here in Fort Worth. Um, what does Mike like to do in his spare time? Uh, well, um, a few years ago, I took up dancing. Wow. And, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, when COVID hit, that kind of put a squash to that. So I'm anxious to get right back into it and uh, it, country western dancing. But fun. But yeah. how fun is that? Oh, you, you meet, I mean, long lasting friends there, you know, uh, people you didn't know before, but become really good friends and you like to hang out with. And so uh, that's that's kind of what I have gotten into. Um, I also um, paint and draw. Oh, uh, I did not know that. OK, <laughs> that's impressive. You know, I, I'm artistic, but I'm artistic with balloons. I'm not artistic. I draw stickmen. So you, <laughs> you do not need me drawing. <laughs> I mean, I say sometimes the other day I said, yeah, I'm a balloon artist. And people look at you like, huh? And I'm like, yeah. I can make just about anything you want with balloons, but do not give me a pencil and ask me to draw anything because we have a problem. Um, I had to draw eyes on a balloon doll. Um, and you should have seen me. I was like, somebody go get the vinyl machine and cut them out of vinyl for me so I can stick them on this doll. It's just, it's just like, so right. too fun. Well, that's impressive. I didn't know that about you. Um, well, that's good. So, grandkids you've got two granddaughters yes. um so what are their names willow and skylar willow and skylar mm -hmm. how old are willow and skylar uh skylar is six and willow is three so they're still young they oh, still love fun. grandpa oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they yeah. still love grandpa right grandpa's not like a waste of their time so that that's so fun that they're you know you've got two little girls that you know are, are hanging around, um, spending some time with you. Um, let's talk marketing really quick because yeah. with most, um, businesses, this should be a high dollar ticket item, um, on their P and L. And so what is your recommendation? If you've got, you know, a small business that is, going, you know, do I make this jump? Do I make this investment? Do I hire a marketing firm or, you know, because most business owners are dangerous. I say this because yeah. I was one of them, right? You know enough that you're like, I can do this. And they are, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And they do it all. And they never take that step to go reach out for help. One, at what point do you think that they need to take it off their plate and give it to a professional. And then what revenue percentage would you say they need to be ready to invest to be able to make that happen so that they can go on to make more money? Well, uh, there are rules. There's a rule of thumb. And um, if you want to grow your business, you need to be putting about 10% of your gross income in the, in that marketing. If you're going to just maintain and you're happy with where you're at, and you're not wanting to grow anymore. 
uh, 7%. But, um, I mean, I don't know anybody that's happy with where they're at. You know, no. so so uh, 10 to 12% is probably what I would plan on. And um, I I know some bankers that if they're looking at a somebody wanting to start their business and all they have in their marketing is uh, a website, they throw them out. I mean, you they've got they got to know that you're putting some thought into that because marketing is how you grow your business. Right. It's how pe- people learn about you. Um, if you don't do that, and there's so much more to marketing than just the advertising part of it. Mm. Uh, but you know, people come up with their own corny names for their company and, you know, there's some funny name companies out there doing very well. Um, but also they, they let some, somebody that, you know, just happens to be able to draw caps really nice, do their logo for them. And it is busy and um people don't understand that a busy logo is not much of an attention getter but something that's simple and nice and well designed um is you know the way we i describe it is a logo should have should be something that somebody that anybody can draw ah uh, but, you know, but they didn't come up with the ideas to think that Well, and that's funny that you say that because when I first started the balloon company, now think, think about what your mind goes to when you think of balloons, you think a million colors, Mm -hmm. right? And you think of them all bunched together. So my first logo that I had done, and I didn't do it, it was done for me, but it was not done by um, like a professional. It was done by a semi-professional let's put it that way okay Mm -hmm. so the internet was fairly not fairly new but it was just really starting to catch hold as a digital marketing tool and Mm -hmm. so i went online to some random make a logo website right they came back with this bunch of all these color balloons strings everywhere and i just thought it was fabulous (laughs) so fast forward about five years And I hire a marketing team. And the very first thing they did was they were like, like this logo has to go a single balloon, right? And the Mm -hmm. color can change on the balloon, like only between green and lavender though, because those are the two in the color palette. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really interesting to me when they put together my color palette they put together my logo design variations and what it has to be what fonts it has to be nothing can change right right? from where i started you you just nailed it like simple like it is it can go horizontal it can go vertical but it has to look just like this Mm -hmm. and it is one balloon so i mean not two because i was like don't you think we should have nope 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 one (laughs) i was like Okay, like maybe two, one purple, one green. They're like, no. Um, and the only reason we have the green one is because the vans are purple and you can't put a purple balloon on a purple van. Right. Right. So um, that it's interesting that you say that just because I have my own experience with that and didn't even realize I had my own experience with that. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you see it all the time. Um, especially probably more so with small businesses. Um, 
Yeah, and, and it's really hard to tell them their baby's ugly, but uh, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, no, it's so, it's lovely. Yeah, I can only imagine. That's that's funny. Um, when you um, first started your business, this is not your first business, correct? That's correct. Okay, so walk me through how you went from jumping from Lockheed to a business to where you are now. Well, um, I, I, I started my own company, uh, Roundtree Advertising and Marketing, um, right out of Lockheed Martin. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that was in 2001 and um, the spring, and I learned that we were in a recession. Uh didn't know that till till I was already out. You know? So, yeah. but but really, um, a lot of times a recession is a decent time to start a business. Could and be. It kind it kind of worked out for me because it it the, I totally rethought how I was going to do it because I was going to hire employees and you know get it all get it all taken care of and uh, have people there and decided not a good time to do that. So uh, I restructured and I work with a lot of, uh, I started hire, uh, hiring contractors. So uh, I've got really good teams of contractors that I've been working with for years. And um, that's the way I have structured. And, you know, I don't have to have that whole thing about uh, the things that come along with a salary, you know, yeah. things other than a salary. I do, all I have to do is just pay the contractor. Yeah. And, you you have a flat sunk cost and that's it. Yep. Yep. Nice. And so I can, that kind of cut down on my overhead and oh, yeah. I'm able to pass those savings on to my clients. And, um, and I do. And that makes a difference. It, yeah. it, it does make a difference. Well, that's interesting. So the first, what was the name of the round tree advertising, right? First yes. company Yes. and then into zebra crossing. What may, okay. There's gotta be a story behind the name. Well, uh, yes, there is. Um, okay. Z, if you went to Europe and asked, uh, say you went to London and you were walking around, you asked a cop, um, how do you get to someplace? He'd probably say, go down the street uh, at the corner, go across the zebra crossing and, on, and then they give the rest of the direction. The zebra crossing are the, it, are the stripes in the road where it's a crosswalk. Interesting. Okay. And, and it's, it's all through Europe. That's what they call it. And, uh, so one of my partners is from, uh, Ghana, which used to be a, um, owned, I don't, I won't say owned, but, uh, it was a colony of, uh, of England. And, um, so they have proper English and then also picked up their slang, uh, zebra crossing. So he came up with the name and it's it really just basically that tells you what we do because we help you get from where you are to another place. So we take you across the zebra crossing. Okay. So that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I wonder, I have always wondered how and what does zebra crossing mean? Cause there's always a story. Right. Yes, or there's right. a way that a business owner has thought through most business owners have given some thought to the mm -hmm. name of their business. Now, some have not. 
like there are, like you said, there are some names to some companies out there that you just go, what, how did you even come up with that? Um, but that's an interesting story and it does make sense, right? From point yeah. A to point B. And, that, it, and it's a fun, sense. it's a fun icebreaker as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really cool. Okay. So does Mike have a favorite color? Oh, I've always liked red. Red. Oh, red. there's that red personality. I, I like that power <laughs> personality, right? Yeah. It comes out with red. Um, one, it's bright and it's, it's, you know, it's right there in your face most of the time. That's cool. Right. Um, if you could give a young um, advertising exec um, some advice on what the industry is doing that it probably should, something they learned in school that they're going to come out of school going, I really got to do this. And you're like, yeah, but that's book smart. That's not practical application in the real world. What would that look like to, you know, some of these kids that are young college kids coming out of school, getting ready to jump into this world? Um, what would you tell them that they are thinking is the way it's got to be? Um, but you know from experience that there's a better way. Well, um, for one thing, don't think you know it all because you come out of school and you just, you got the basics and, you know, those print, a lot of those principles don't change. But the other thing is get some, some experience under your belt before you, if you want to start your own business, get that experience under your belt and actually learn the business because um, there's a lot more to running a business than just doing the fun stuff. And right. the fun stuff is the creative. And we we all love doing that. However, you know, we do taxes and we do you have to have to do everything, you know. Um so that you just gotta understand how a business grows and what right. Go ahead. And and why it would grow. It's what you can do to cause it. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot I learned after I got out of, I mean, that's what a few of my professors said when I was in college is, well, your education will start once you get that degree. And no, that's a very powerful statement because isn't that the truth? It is. It is <laughs> because uh, I, I've, I, inter I offer courtesy interviews to students, uh, or in young professionals coming right out. Not that I'll, I'll hire them, but I might as a freelancer. But um, uh, I have figured out which schools are have a good program and which ones don't. And uh, you'd be surprised. And I'm not going to name any names of the schools. Right. Uh, but, you know, marketing 101, you learn certain things and you learn that advertising is only a part of marketing. And they can't explain that a lot of times. They wow. don't understand what, how it all meshes together. So to me, that's a basic question I ask every, every student that's had at least marketing 101, and they can't answer the question. It just blows my mind. Well, I think so many of them think, oh, well, 
I'm going to do social media and I'm just going to do all of these ads and post them out there on Instagram and bam, we're, we're good. Like Mm -hmm. they, I know they have to be taught. There's multitudes. I mean, you've not just social media because even some of my employees, when I start talking about um, marketing streams and, and they're just like, Facebook, Instagram. And I'm like, time out. The van is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Running around. Our building is marketing. We have balloons all over, big purple building, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can do TV, you can do radio. An email could be a marketing medium. Like, so they, they truly think digital. And I don't know that their brains go any further. Well, and, you know, everybody thinks it's cheap. Oh. But, um, you know, that that's what they're, you know, looking at is, okay, I can get, I can do my own Facebook page and stuff like that, which is fine. But what's it doing for you? Um, I mean, it's only as good as the, your group, your friend, group of friends or whatever that you have in there. And is it growing? Um, so you got to think about how to grow that social media, which is, well- um, so funny that you say that this past week. I mean, I just flew in yesterday. I've been in St. Louis at mm-hmm. a, a balloon conference speaking um, on business and on the recession and running up because I've run a balloon company now through the early 00 recession, the 08 recession, COVID, and mm-hmm. we're still here growing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we, and I grow organically. I'm not pressing that growth. My growth has been complete organic growth Mm -hmm. with the balloon company. Well, I was on stage Wednesday and um, taking questions from the audience. And one of the questions was, well, you know, I'm on here looking at your social media presence and you don't, you're not um, a social media influencer. And I said, don't need to be. I said, likes don't equate dollars. Right. And she went, and I was like, you may have 25,000 followers. What's your annual revenue? And I'm not asking about your gross revenue. What's your net? Because I know what my net is. My net profit sitting at 77%. I said, which means my overhead's low and I have a brick and mortar and I'm not working out of my house. And all of a sudden it was like, all of a sudden you just saw this room kind of go, oh, like there was this change in this attitude because she was just like, well, you're just not a social media influencer. I said, don't need to be, don't want to be. Because I don't need to be a social media influencer to the balloon industry. That's right. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are out here might be in my competition, right? So it was interesting um, because the conversation was talking about, you know, marketing and blah, blah, blah. Just how Mm -hmm. do you get through a recession? Most businesses that do not have a professional like Zebra Crossing, um, they don't even know who their customer persona is. They no. couldn't tell you. I mean, as as about rude as this might sound, the balloon company's customer persona is rich white women, period. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so right. who do you think we talk to in every piece of, every piece of content, anything. I am speaking directly to that rich white woman that lives in Montserrat, Mira Vista. And I know where they're at. 
But Mm -hmm. most people, they are throwing shit against a wall to see how much sticks. Oh, it's it's amazing. And even some some of the professionals out there that are helping these helping these people, uh, a lot of them that are being paid. (laughs) Yeah. Don't understand how to turn clicks into money. Right. I mean, you've, you've got to be able to convert. And if you're not converting, um, you're wasting your time and your money on, on that. Uh, you know, we, for instance, I have a fairly new client. We've actually worked with her for over the years and then she'd kind of dropped off and then came back. She's got her business actually has three target markets and we're trying to talk her into breaking it up, mm-hmm. which would be smarter. Um, but when we, when we did her, her brand guide and we had to do, basically it's three brand guides. Uh, oh, I, yeah. One. So, um, cause we got to talk to one target audience with one side of her business and another target audience with the other side of the business. And, uh, it's, um, but if we break it apart and, you know, whichever one, I, I know which one she makes more revenue with. So she, but she hasn't targeted the, that cl- client base yet. And that's what we're working on right now. We're going to do a digital program, but there's another part of her business that, you know, if the best way is direct mail for that, because we know exactly who she is going after. Well, you know, that's funny. I, I don't even know where I was a few years ago and I heard somebody go EDDM and I was like, that's right. EDDM. EDDM." And then it was like every door direct mail. And then it was like every door direct mail. So I come back, I start researching right through the, um, whole program with the U S postal system. And I'm thinking, Oh, my right. Lord, like, I, like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. like the light bulbs were going off. I was like, ah, like I felt like I had just hit the massive jackpot because like I said, rich white women, they're in Lock Cantera, like they're in mm-hmm. yep. Montserrat, they're in Maravista. Like I know where they are. I just could never get to them because I can't get past the gate guards to put anything on their doorstep. That's right. right? That's right. <laughs> All of a sudden I was like, get to their door. Like I was so excited and people were like, you know, snail mail. And I'm like, oh yeah, all day, every day, even if 50% of them get chunked, if the other 50% just sit on the counter with balloons bright all over them and their kids are like, what's this? I want that yard number for my birthday. I'm like, score. Like everybody was laughing at me. I was just like, nah, you know, and direct mail does take multiple mailings. You can't just do yes. one and done. And so I was ready to make a massive investment. I'm like, oh, I got this. And it has paid off dividends. Oh, I, I have clients that um, have used, we've recommended EDDM. And it um, what they can do with it is, you know, they send one mailing out to certain neighborhoods and they don't have to spend a whole lot of money at that one time. Right. And they, then they can wait a month till their revenue comes back in and send it to another neighborhood. And, you know, maybe they pick three or four different areas of town and then they then 
take the next postcard and send it again. Right. Send it to these three neighborhoods. And you can focus that way. And um, I mean, very successful, uh, not a huge investment. And, uh, you know, it's a smart way to go. Oh, I was like I said, you just saw me light up again because every time I think about it, I just get totally excited because, you know, you you learn by being and talking and having. But it was really interesting because even my marketing team didn't make that recommendation. And I have a really decent marketing team and they've done a fabulous job of it. But that wasn't on their radar for me because I didn't know it was out there. So I wasn't talking as specific as I should have been. Questions were being asked, but I wasn't thinking along those lines of getting that targeted. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been talking to me about targeting my market, you know, and that's how I came up with, okay, where are 90% of my sales coming from, right? Mm -hmm. If you can go, where is you know, your 20 customers that generate 80% of your revenue, who are they and where are they? Like, that's what I was doing. And then it was like, okay, now how do we get to them? And it was, um, where do they hang out? What meetups are they in? And it was all digital until I was like, well, what about this? And they were like, Oh, we forgot about that. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I can get to their front door. This is insane. Like <laughs> everybody was like, oh my gosh. But so the, so there's stuff like that that's out there that, you know, small businesses, like you said, the investment's really not that much. And you can hit an online digital printer, you know, like got printer, you know, one of those like that. Mm-hmm. And if your graphics artist and design work is spot on, you know, you can then turn that graphic into the what six and a half by 11 and a half or whatever size it has to specifically be, but it's not expensive either. So I was really, you know, that was, that was the 2020, um, mind you, while I am painting my building and putting a mural on it during the middle of COVID, trying to keep people working like muralist, Mm -hmm. You know, who didn't have work coming in. I'm like, okay, we've, we're doing really well. We can spread the wealth. Let's put a mural on our building and then let's market the fire out of this cool mural so everybody can come get their pictures with it. And then it was, um, then it was the wrap the vans. Let's redo the vans and let's, you know, EDDM. I was like, what a year it was, you know? So in the middle of COVID in 2020, so you know, a lot of fun, but I had more fun doing the marketing while we were in COVID because we were busy. Don't get me wrong. The balloon, the balloon company was really busy because you couldn't party and do events. And so we pivoted into that consumer market. So we really went after a market I'd never had before. So I was learning a lot and having Mm -hmm. to learn to market to that market. So um, but I had so much fun doing the marketing. It can be so much fun. A lot of us reinvented ourselves in uh, 2020. I mean, we did. You did too. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, we we focused. To, you know, just changed our focus to um, uh, instead of marketing to every kind of business, we focused on certain types. Right. And, uh, and 
you know, we do best with business to business. However, we've ha- have our share of business to consumer. We won't turn it down. Um, but um, we, you know, our, our bailiwick is business to business. Yeah. Mostly. So, um, so before we wrap it up here, um, just really quickly, um, what is the one pet peeve that Mike Roundtree has? Oh, um, when somebody calls us in and they already know everything, uh, they, they pretend they do. <laughs> I was going to say, do they really, though, right? Yeah, yeah. well, that's why I said that. Um, it, it is amazing how much they don't know and but think they do. And that's uh, that's my big pet peeve. You called us in here. We're, I mean, you're not going to do surgery on yourself. You're going to go to a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're the guys who you call when you want to grow your business. Well, we'll show you how to do that, but yeah. don't act like you know it already <laughs> <laughs> because you know, we have gone in there. Uh, people don't understand that when you put a website up, it's uh, you know, that's not all there is to it. You better work on that back end. Oh, and on then, your SEOs and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you, if you really want it to work for you, then we'll do the SEO for you and keep that up to up to date and everything. But when you were talking about social media, you've got to hook that website up to your social media as well. And it's got to be talking to each other all the time. And so people don't understand how to do all that stuff. No, and, and and there's a lot of lot of uh, digital companies that don't really understand that either. I've got a great digital team, so uh, I'm learning. Well, you know, and, and on top of that, one of the things I learned from, you know, the team that I, I've worked with for many years, they um, there are updates that are happening constantly. Like yeah. all, there will be this update and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, what's I need to check such and such. And then the, that'll go websites down. I'm like, what do the websites sound like? People <laughs> still talking like because there was, you know, or something's not talking because there was an update. And yeah, yeah. those business owners do not have time. They do not. They think they do. Yep. They do not have time to chase all of that down all the time if they want to grow their business. And you know, I've learned a lot like you said, you've got a great team and you learn. And, you know, when Facebook changes their algorithms, you know, everybody, ha- everybody's scrambling, right? It's a moving target. And, you know, uh, the guy that's ahead of our digital team, he is certified with uh, Google and he has, they have to work all the time to keep that certification. And, um, but he gets these, notices that things are changing. Here's what's going to happen. And here's how you, you work with this information you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that is like you said, it's a moving target all the time. And I just wanted, you know, the audience and everybody who's listening to go, look, you guys, this is a full-time job. You, you know, we actually have a full-time person that is communicating with our external team mm-hmm. all the time. One dedicated person that that's what they do is communicate with the um, outside um, team um, because we feel like 
we have to be talking to them all of the time so that they know what's going on. Because if we're pivoting on the fly for whatever reason, we need them working with us. And a lot of business owners are just like, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get, and, and then of course they don't. And then, then they're like, well, why are sales down? Well, sales are down mm-hmm. because you didn't communicate with your team that you were pivoting and now you're not talking to the right people. So I really wanted to have you on because I want people to know, hey, look, there's this fabulous company here in town that you know can help you. Um, and um, he's been doing it a long time. Mike's been here for forever. How were you born and raised here? Uh, I was born in Duncan, Oklahoma, but I was raised in Arlington. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically been here your whole life and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you are, you are Texas through and through. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I really just wanted, you know, how can our audience get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, the, Best way is to send me a, an email, uh, Mike at zebracrossingagency.com. And um, that that's the first way you can always call uh, a, I'll, I'll give you my cell phone, ah. 817-966-6688. And that's a, that's a direct connect to me. Well, I appreciate that. Guys, this is Mike Roundtree with Zebra Crossings in Fort Worth, Texas, um, marketing and advertising agency. Um, if you guys are out there and you're needing help or you need somebody to contact, please feel free to reach out to him and make sure you share, um, you like and share and subscribe to the podcast. This is Tamara Hollerick, your host from Everything Is Up. Mike, thanks again. You bet. Thank you. You bet. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Everything is Up. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And remember, everything is up.